This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 238, and tonight it is day 13 of the count. Down to Halloween Potathon, and we are doing 21 shows in 21 days in support of new alternatives. We're raising funds to help this fantastic little organization in New York City help homeless LGBT teenagers get off the street, not just for tonight, but for good. And so today, we're going to be joined by two of my most popular guests. This dynamic duo who have never met in real life, and yet, for some reason, charm the pants off the Scream Queen's audience time after time after time, even though when they're here, we can't talk about horror movies like we normally do because one of them is a big old Frady cat. That's right, I'm talking about Trey Dean and Doug Shapiro. And today, we're talking about that Super scary claymation film that makes veg a dirty word. Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. See, I almost put a hua in there, which would have made it a were-rabbit. Like, where's that rabbit? But no, it's like a werewolf, but it's a rabbit. Anyway, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So, okay, kids, here's the deal. I was easy on you the past couple of days. Yesterday... I gave you the soft sell on donating new alternatives. And the day before, I was in such a great mood because donations were high that you got a joyous sell. But I looked at the page today, and there have been no donations at all in three days. We have stopped cold. And this is a worry to me. This is a concern. And one of the things that's bothering me is that I'm getting my download reports from Blueberry. They keep an eye on how many of you are downloading the shows, and I also get all the details on how many of you are actually listening to the shows and listening all the way through. My downloads for this week are around 9,000, of which over 7,000 of you listen to more than 75% of the show. So you're out there, and you're listening, but I'm not getting through. And that breaks my heart, and doubly so today. Because I had to go to a memorial service last night, one that snuck up on me. A, a, a good friend passed away in August, Jim Allen, otherwise known as the lovable lunatic of the West Village. And Jim Allen was a pianist at Marie's Crisis, which, as you know, is my choice of gin joints slash piano bars. Jim is hard to put into words, but a huge light 
has gone out in the world with Jim Allen. Jim Allen was an encyclopedia of music. There were no end to the songs in his head that he could just play immediately. He'd listen to half a song once and be able to play it perfectly. And he was so goofy, crazy, friendly. I remember the first time I went into Marie's Crisis by myself and he was so warm and friendly and silly and paid enough attention to me that I felt at home immediately. And if you don't know, the gay community, and I'm saying the gay community because this is the community I'm talking about, not the LGBT. I'm talking about the gay community because I can't speak for the others. They can be really fucking cold and bars are not what they used to be. They're not the place to meet people or make friends anymore because everybody's on their damn phones now. Everybody's on their phone looking for some virtual person rather than talking to the actual person that's sitting in front of them. And so it can be super depressing to go to a bar by yourself. I mean, it was never a thrill, but you know, at least some you had the chance of starting a conversation with someone because, you know, they didn't have their face buried in a phone talking to someone probably much better than you because they don't really exist because they're just on your phone. You know, that sort of a thing. But no, Jim made me feel at home and warm and safe. And, you know, because, you know, know, going to a new bar can be scary for me and have a little bit of social anxiety, but there was none of that. And he had that power with everybody. You know, by the end of the day, he knew your favorite song and he could play it. And usually as soon as you walked in, if he had the opportunity, you would have entrance music. Every time I walked into that bar, he played Zombie Prom from the musical Zombie Prom, which I covered way, way back in season one. Here's to all the years ahead and to a zombie prom. Yeah, he'd play that for me as soon as I walked in. Or he'd he'd play Cruella DeVille. I don't know why he'd play that. Shut up. But he passed away over the summer. And I was embroiled in my own problems and also Mr. Brad's problems at the time. I mean, I don't know how much I went into, but I have lost 25 pounds since that stay in the hospital in March. And nobody knows why. I am at my high school weight, and it's not cute because that's not my frame anymore. And it's 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 leveled off now. But I have to eat, you know, Big Macs and Wendy's like six times a week to keep from losing any more weight. But you know, this doesn't seem to be any medical reason for it. And also, Mr. Brad was having just at the beginning of his heart problem, so I registered his death. But it wasn't until I was at the memorial service yesterday that it hit and that it really became real that Jim's gone and Jim had it tough Jim was mugged coming home from the bar one night and beaten because he was seen coming out of a quote-unquote gay bar even though Maurice Crisis is gay friendly at best but regardless he was targeted and he was never the same afterwards He never walked right. He never had the energy he did. And that was the beginning of a host of medical problems for him that eventually took him from us. And he spent so much time in the hospital and it became so common that it was joked that he was the unkillable Jim Allen. Well, it turns out we were wrong. And Jim taught me a lesson. And it's hard to learn lessons about your own community sometimes when you're, you know, in your 40s and you think you know everything about it. 
there was a younger guy in the bar who was new. It was his first time in the bar, and Jim had just played one of those torch songs because you know it's Maurice Crisis. It's only show tunes. He played. Someday he'll come along, the man I love, and he'll be big and strong, the man I love. And the kid started a conversation. Uh, he wasn't a kid. He was a younger guy. He was just like, what is it with gay men and these torch songs, you know, and, and these divas? Why is it always Judy and Liza and, and, and these tragic, tragic women? And Jim said, well, you have to understand at the time, the majority of these torch songs were written, they were written by gay men in the closet. So yeah, they might be being sung by Judy Garland, but they're actually coming from the pain of gay men who have no other voice than to take these words and their pain and give them to a woman because that's the only way they're going to be sung properly. And the fact that these women all usually turned out to be tragic, just kind of adds to the pathos and the mythos of it. And I said, that makes total sense. It's really true. And it blew my mind and it opened my eyes. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you hear that? <laughs> Did you guys... <laughs> Do you hear what's happening right now? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Let me take off my headset for seconds. Let me see if we can get it closer. Can you hear that? I don't believe in ghosts, but um, I do believe in signs. I believe in synchronicity. And sometimes I've talked a lot about that on the podcast. There's been several instances of that. I'm trying to think how to describe it. Well, just when all the elements in the world just seem to point together at the same thing at the same time and say, yeah, you can dismiss that as coincidence or you could just try to say, hey, maybe this is a sign that this is the direction that I'm supposed to be going. So I don't think it's a coincidence that while, smoochy not now, that while I'm talking to you about Jim Allen and feeling him very, very intensely, while I'm about to yell at you about the sudden lack of donations, for the kids at New Alternative. While I'm feeling the loss of Jim very, very keenly, you know, everybody else at the memorial service, they'd processed all this. This is still, it just, it's like it just happened for me because I had put it aside for so long. And also some of the guilt that I feel that I couldn't stay at his service. I told people it was because I had to get to work on the Potathon episode for today, which, while true, was not the reason that I left. The overwhelming grief was being compiled by all of these beautiful voices getting up and singing Jim's favorite songs, which, of course, 
many of them were their torch, those torch songs I was just talking about. I don't think it's a coincidence that while I'm talking about all this stuff and feeling that this emotion that for the first time this year, I heard the kick on. For those of you who have been listening for a long time, it's always called Salabra here at Scream Queens. When I hear the first cling-clangs of the turning on for the first time of this season. For some reason, it always seems to happen when I'm recording. And it's a joke I only get to make once. Once a year. I can only joke about the once a year, because the first time it turns on is the only time it's funny, right? And I will play the over and over until you're so sick of hearing the that you want to vomit. And the fact that is a clip from the song called from the Broadway musical The Pajama Game and therefore is a show tune and therefore is something that Jim Allen would have played that seems like the universe just yelled really loud and possibly could be saying possibly it's okay Patrick that you didn't stay at that memorial service and maybe don't yell at them today for not donating for a few days. They'll get it together. Take it easy on them today. Don't take your grief over Jim out on them. And the fact that the universe is delivering this to me in the form of... In the form of a show tune. Seems oddly powerful. So yeah... Now, normally, like I said, this is a big, normal. I was actually hoping that the would kick in yesterday because Maya Murphy is, in addition to being an actor and a supervillain, she's also a singer. So she would have gotten the joke because, like I said, is a show tune. And she would know. Hey, that's really funny that you play show tune once a year on your horror podcast for people who probably don't get the joke anyway. Only Joey Buhucker and a few other people get the joke. But the thing is, it happened today. When Doug Shapiro is going to be here. And Doug Shapiro damn well knows about. And so does Trey Dean. He's been a listener from the beginning. So Trey loves. So the universe occasionally comes into line. And it spoke really loud for me today. And maybe, hopefully, it'll speak really loudly for you, too. You have the opportunity to do some tremendous good here. Tremendous. And it doesn't take a lot of work, nor does it take a lot of money. So please go over to http colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and please give. I'm asking for $21, but that's me. Give what you can. Don't let this stagnate. 
keep the good thing moving. Even if it's just with the power of pushing that ball along. The heating up the pipes, loosening up your wallet, and getting some nice, warm did love to the people at New Alternatives. Because the other thing that the signals is that it is now consistently under 40 degrees outside. The building's is controlled by an outdoor thermostat. I don't have one in my apartment. It's based on the outside temperature, and that means it is now cold enough outside to kick on the which means it's really cold to be out on the streets right now. Please give, contribute. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash SQ. I had to leave Jim's funeral. Not, well, not funeral, his memorial service yesterday. Which was a joyous celebration. Don't get me wrong. They told us. No dark colors. Wear bright colors. Bold patterns. If it sparkles, wear it. If it's tacky, wear it. When we arrived, we all got light up wands and light up jewelry and boas. So it was a celebration. But the pain was too great for me. And when we were all invited to sing along to the Rainbow Connection, it all just was too much. It tied his loss to what we're doing with new alternatives. Because I hate to be corny about this, but, you know, we can make a rainbow connection with these kids right now who actually need something. I talked about how Jim made me feel at home at a bar. These kids don't have a home anywhere. And someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection. But you know what? The rainbow connection's you. We can't do it without you. One of the colors in the rainbow is missing, and it's yours. So I'll say this one more time. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise dot new alternatives nyc dot org slash sq. And I've played this before on the show, but it seems appropriate to do it again. Because, oh, hey, here's another bit of synchronicity. The person who's about to sing for you. When she was on the show a couple of episodes ago, she said, You'll always catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And I was about to pour a whole bunch of vinegar out on you. And I'm not calling you flies, but you understand what I mean here. So instead of that, thanks to this person's advice on the show, which was totally unrelated to the situation, to this feeling of Jim Allen spirit being in the room with me, down to the... You're going to nice, sweet pot of honey instead before we go to Doug and Trey and talk about Wallace and Gromit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Kristen Petty and the Rainbow Connection. And just listen to the damn lyrics and you'll know what to do. I got to go have a good cry. A happy one, but a good one. Why are there so Oh. Uh-huh.
They answered the question, what do chickens do when no one is watching? Now, the creators of Chicken Run are back with the pair that started it all, Wallace and Gromit. Gromit, old pal, I'll need assistance. <laughs> One's an inventor. Just a bit of harmless brain alteration, that's all. Who never says die. Full suction. The other is his dog. Who never says anything. They've made gadgets. They've made contraptions. And they've made a movie. From DreamWorks and Ardman Studios, get ready for action. Suspense. Mystery. And vegetables. I have the most terrible rabbit problem. How on earth would they ever catch such a big rabbit? Oh, come on, Grummy. A bit more... Alluring. Wallace and Gromit, the curse of the were-rabbit. So, this leg of the countdown to Halloween Marathon is venturing into areas that are truly terrifying.
levels of horror and fear that we have not yet explored. So that's why I brought 52 guests on. They are the two bravest guests known for their bravado, their bravery, and their incredible aesthetic distance. I'm just kidding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. Everybody's favorite sexy Texan and everybody's favorite scaredy cat. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dreydeen and Doug Shapiro. Hey Doug, how y'all doing? I love you. I love you. Yay! I love you. I love in the back. I think I'm hearing the bird making all these noises in the back again. I'm thinking, do you hear the bird screech in the background of the show? <laughs> <sighs> it's gonna be all show tunes all day today. So how oh, are yeah. you boys doing? How you've been? It's been a long time since you've been on the show. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. We're also recovering from the last of Sheila that wasn't. Trey and I had a rendezvous without you, Doug. We did. You know, that was a long time. Well, we had one without him. You know, you're off barnstorming. We had to do something, right? Right, Trey? We're we're only human. But I think you were part of the video. Not being there. Garrow, garrow, garrow. Exit, stage right. Thank you, Snagglepuss. And I forgot to mention hey, Snagglepuss my iPhone. is here for this episode, too. I have Snagglepuss on the back of my iPhone now. Uh-huh. I got it on Etsy. It's very nice. I think you have Snagglepuss in your soul, Doug. <laughs> Stage left, even. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you guys have been well. That's good. That's wonderful. I, of course, have been working my face off. And we've hit the part in the marathon where Patrick is getting giddy. I was hoping that these boys were going to help focus me today, but I already see we're in nope. a freaking <laughs> roller coaster ride. So fortunately, we're not doing something too terrifying or too scary. No, we're doing a charming little animated film from the UK called Wallace and Gromit versus the Were Rabbit. The Curse of the, the Were Rabbit. The Curse of the Oh God! Get I, watched, it right. I watched the wrong movie. No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you for thank you for keeping me on track, Steadworth. I can't I can't say the word now. Isn't that Oprah's husband's name? Steadworth? Steadman. Uh. Steadman. <laughs> Has everybody seen the movie before? Had you seen it before? No. I don't think I had. No, I, I'm a big Wallace and Gromit fan anyway. I think the shorts are adorable. I've never seen Wallace and Gromit before. Ah, uh, okay. So some of the jokes might have been a little off. Like the whole thing is that Wallace, he's an inventor. I it's got that. It was something different. Every, every little short. So this time, yes, they were pest control. Pesto removal or pesto. Excuse me, anti-pesto. Anti-pesto, that's what it was. Yes. Uh Because everything in print is a pun. Yes. Every sign, every label, everything that you see that's written down is an incredible pun. And I even appreciated waiting for Gouda. On the books because oh, I can't. Every book there, but we'll get to that. I can't get away from that. But yeah, and Wallace, his whole thing, he's an inventor. He loves cheese. Cheese grommet. He's brilliant when it comes to inventions, but when it comes to getting out of problems, it's always the dog okay. yes, who saves the day. He's the, he's the real genius, uh, Mr. Grommet. And I have to, like I said in the take that you guys didn't hear, I'm going to try to be as mature as possible. <laughs> because, you know, I just recorded that episode about teenagers from outer space. Remember that one, Trey? We had the screening of it. Oh. The black and white one movie that might as well have been called Closeted Homosexuals from Outer Space. I don't think I was into that. <laughs> I think you were. Okay. I think you were, or if not, anyway. But yes, but we were joking that, you know, because they've come to Earth to unleash 
these gargons, herds of gargons that will devour the planet, but they were so gay that we decided that we just substitute gargons with lesbians <laughs> and change the whole movie. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't feed the lesbians. <laughs> the first image you see in the movie, like literally the first thing you see is a sign for a plant fertilizer called Veg Be Big. Yep. Yep. I am only human. <laughs> I have only so much restraint before I turn into a giggling seven-year-old. And the amount of veg in this movie, we are going to be in potty town in no time if someone doesn't show a little restraint. So I guess it's going to be me because you guys were already diving right into that veg. For, I said veg. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I said I'm not going to say veg in this podcast, and I did it. Oh, God. I've never you do a deep veg. dive into the veg. Yeah, I've never had veg before. I'm not a vegetarian. <laughs> Yes. So, okay, you guys know the drill. Since you are the guests, I'm going to need one of you to give me a nice, tight, moist, 30-second elevator <laughs> plot summary of Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Doug, you can do this. Doug, you can do it. Redeem yourself, because they don't know what a fucking <laughs> They'll never know. Look, they love these delicious, long, long four-hour podcasts. <laughs> Two of yeah, which but you, only have, thir- you have 30 seconds start. and the clock has already started, Doug. <laughs> Wallace and his loyal dog, Gromit, uh, they set up to discover um, the evil person behind the garden sabotage is plaguing their village and threatens the annual giant vegetable growing contest. Am I alive? Did I win? I said that was good. It was good. You kind of missed a major plot point. But more for Veg. Trey, you want to, want, to, want to take a stab at it as well? Wallace and Gromit are protecting the, the vegetables from an up, that are going to be an upcoming vegetable contest from rabbits who are eating them, and something happens, and Wallace turns into a rare rabbit. Spoiler. Yes, yeah, well, so they're also oh. they're also protecting the town from a monster rabbit determined to destroy all the vegetables just before the most important day on the goddamn calendar for some reason. Okay, yes, <laughs> yeah, I I love these guys. I love and also just I wish I had, I'll fix it in post. But hats off to the guy who did the voice of Wallace, who died about two months ago. And this is Patrick from the future fixing it in post. That would be the actor Peter Salas who is the voice of Wallace, who got an Academy Award for doing the voice. He died at 96 in June of 2017, actually, not two months ago. May heaven be made of cheese, Mr. Salas. Thank you. Thank you for everything you did. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, Peter Salas? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, he's left us. Yeah, even Lucy was upset. Yeah. You're like, no! <laughs> Ping! Oh, no more Wallace and Gromit then. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you can always get somebody else. Yeah, but oh, joining him in the cast, we also got Rafe Fiennes and Helena Bottom Carter. And I got to say, I'm not often a fan of Helena Bottom Carter, but she is chewing the scenery in the best possible way with her voice in this. Yeah, she was really good. She, she was, was cracking me up. You go, Trey. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. Oh, no. She was great, and we'll talk about her costumes later. She was- oh, my God. No, the, the animation on Wallace and Gromit's... It, Gromit is always odd. Nothing's really cute. Their teeth are always janky. And the fact that this, her character, who is it, Lady Toddy Tottington? Toddington? Lady Toddy Toddington. That's what oh, I'm going to say. Campanula Toddington, which is a type of bellaflower. Okay, well, people wow. were calling her Toddy, so I was, I was confused. Okay. 
Capricorn. That, that was her nickname. Yeah, Cap every, Cap every Cap character in this has some sort of planting pun. Okay. Really? Uh, puns in this movie? No. Yeah. Because anything that's not a pun is a very thinly veiled sex joke. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's Mr. Windfall, which is an apple blown down from a tree. There's Mr. Caliche, which is in sort of like a calcium carbonate in soil of uh, in semi-arid reasons. Then there's someone named Miss Thip, which doesn't mean anything. It's just a fun name. Oh, oh, but, uh, I'm gonna be oh, I'm gonna be calling everybody Miss Thip now. <laughs> look, Miss Thip. <laughs> oh, Miss Thip knows what she did to earn that. She's been thipping around all day, thipping and fapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of my other brave, my favorite British words. Some everyone just standing around at the top of the escalator, fapping about. But are we talking about that? No. But, but, yeah, no, we're, we're talking about in babe. this movie. They are anti-pesto. Another food pun. And Antipesto is their humane pest removal service. And of yes, course, yes. it's this whole Rube Goldberg thing with secret cameras hidden in, in lawn gnomes and completely over the top. And you know, it, they got the whole town wired up. Yeah, yes. they do. They sure do. They are making a fortune on this. And you know, this big competition, this vegetable competition that has been going on for 500 years, even before vegetables were invented, they were having this competition. <laughs> every, it is all anybody can think about. It's the biggest thing. And everybody's growing the biggest, juiciest, most beautiful veg Bed. they possibly can. <laughs> and the thing is, all of their veggies are cock-shaped. Nobody mm-hmm. has a cauliflower. <laughs> Nobody has anything that's flat or round. Oh, or there, there's a good joke. There's a good joke towards the end. There's a very, very good one. Yes. Two, actually. I'm looking at my notes because it was just gorgeous. Like, just take uh, like some some vegetables get damaged, and the guy says, "Just take a look at my wife's brassicas <laughs> ravished in the night." <laughs> and of course, she's and holding them up with her boobs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what that word was. I didn't have the subtitles. On. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard brassica as I'm, I'm sure that's something, but it's something cauliflower-ish. So she's did we mention this is claymation? I believe I did, but yes, this is all claymation. I think it also might be. I don't. I, I know the show. The the short story was claymation. I don't know because it was a major motion picture that it was digital, but it felt clay. Definitely mm-hmm. did. Did it feel clay, Trey? Is that right? Oh yeah, it felt like clay. Hey, Trey, it feels clay. It Trey feels like clay, says, Trey. Trey says, "Hi, okay, hey. <laughs> clay girl, hey girl." <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, nothing has happened yet. I mean, there's, they, they get a call just to show you the whole system, the crazy system that they have, you know, with Rube Goldberg things, and they show up. They save this woman's pumpkin, the prize pumpkin, from the from this rabbit, just a regular rabbit. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. Someone must protect our veg. I'm like, please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Within three seconds, we got a cut of Gromit making breakfast, and it's a huge shot of the bread box that just says buns. Yes. And perfect. I know it's just food, but it's just so – it never stops with words can make you giggle. Yes. For the wrong reason. It's mm-hmm. not going to hit the kids at all, but you're just like the parents will be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, I got the exact word. Also, and also the, fridge, the fridge was called Smug. And the, the brand of the smug, fridge yeah. was Smug, which, of course, is a play on the actual – brand of appliances called Smeg, which means I'm back to sex again. <laughs> Yay! Even though they didn't say it, I'm like, you're making me think of Smeg. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> yeah, <Bad> bitch. <laughs> I, I found the line. With you out there protecting our veg, our most important event of the year is safe. <laughs> 
the amount of excitement over this one event is absolutely bananas. But okay, sure, in this world, fine. Yeah, later on in the church, someone goes running up to the pastor like, we live for that competition. We're simple folk. It's all we have. It's all we have. <laughs> it's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> and what's great, so I mean, I don't know when this is supposed to be, but all the people in the town, literally, and it fits for this movie, I'm like, yes, they love their veg and they're nice townspeople. They're also costumed to have a pitchfork and torch-based riot bust out at any moment. They're, they're, they're an angry mob ready to go when this turns, because oh. you know it's going to turn. Well, there was even a scene where they, 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 there's a little kiosk for angry mob supplies. Yes, of course. Of course. So things well, he, go yeah, he switches it over. It's great. <laughs> That's the thing. Things go by so fast in this movie. I looked down on my notes, and I, I said, I know I just missed something. Yeah. And yep. that was one of the things I missed. But that's okay. They're coming so fast. There's, so, there's going to be something else coming up right behind it. I hate myself. Major, <laughs> things are coming out of the bad so fast. Matron, please. <laughs> We're trying to talk about a children's movie. But now <laughs> They get a call from Lady Toddington because her garden is overrun with rabbits, hundreds and hundreds, and she's the one who's hosting the competition. That simply won't do. And she is specific that this problem must be handled who mainly. (laughs) The fact that she always says who mainly and like hoots the who makes me very happy. (laughs) And And I love her. Go, 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 go. Oh, Walter's is going through something and like, uh, you know, there's a distraction. He goes, ah, and she goes, no, I can't wait to know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even on the phone, though, she's like, hello, is anyone there? I can't hear. Are you there? <laughs> and her teeth are janked. And the fact that she's aristocracy with royal fucking teeth just janked. I'm like, you guys know what you're doing about British people. And that's that. I mean, they're doing it. It's their joke. They're making the joke. Are the teeth not janked? They're janked. They're allowed. Well, even when she's on the phone, you see pictures behind her, and it looks like they got big googly eyes, and their teeth are almost whiter than their the mouth of the teeth is like whiter than the head itself. Well, they do have yes. big googly eyes because oh, I guess no, the ta- place at her house would not be a security system. I guess those pictures <laughs> just do have big googly eyes. Okay, yep. okay, yeah. But the thing is, what I love about her is that her lips are gigantic and not the way you would think to be gigantic. And also, she's got for hair, she's got like a three foot baguette. Yeah, running through her head. Yes. Which, of course, is much easier to animate with claymation. Sure, sure. But how does she get through a revolving door? Sideways. Or I mean, she's like that nun with the spear through her head. How does she get through the door? <laughs> excellent, excellent observation. Yeah. And make, so make I, sure sorry. when you go to Comic-Con, you see Nick Park, just bring that one up. I will, absolutely. They love it when you do that. Sure, I definitely will. And so they arrive on the scene. But the thing is, there's somebody else on the scene at the manor with a solution to the buddy problem. Who's that, guys? What's going on? Victor Quartermain. Uh, the voice of Ray Fines. Yes. Yes. And he, his whole solution is what? Shoot the bunny. No. No. Oh, my God. I just realized. What? We solved the other mystery. What, this what mystery, mystery is years old. Now I know what happened to the bunny. Seen evil under the sun. Oh. It was a were-rabbit the whole time. Oh. Victor, Victor Quartermain Crossover. shot it. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow. No, actually, that can't work. He wouldn't have been allowed on the island. He wasn't wearing polka dots. But, but Mrs. Tottingham was. He's a were-rabbit. He can do what, whatever he wants. Well, he does have a cravat. Wait, 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 Doug. Hold on. I'm afraid. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, wherever he wants. Where. Oh. oh, that was a harebrained joke. Patrick. Wasn't that worth going back for? No. I'm ashamed of myself. You can never go back for the joke. 
But he did have a polka dot. You know, I'm gonna have on, to so write a can... check to ASCAP by the time we're done. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> well, y'all missed my Noel Coward song in the podcast that didn't get recorded. Oh, we're not missing it at all. No, nobody's <laughs> at, missing it is the wrong term. We I didn't think hear you're it. missing it. They didn't hear it, but they're not missing it, guaranteed. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but just in time, Wallace and Gromit show up with their brand new invention. I want to see the Bun Bun Bunovac. It's the Bunvac 6000. The Bunvac 6000. And so there's- Capable of 125 rabbits per minute. That's right, BPM, <laughs> RPM, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, so he, it's his big vacuum. He's six in the ground, all of a sudden he's just sucking bunnies up. That <laughs> 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 was great, they go in the big glass, this big glass tank and they're just floating around in there like Charlie and Uncle, and Uncle Joe. <laughs> and they're happy. Or like in those, in the, if you ever see those, game shows where they put you in like the phone booth and blow money at you yeah exactly they're behaving like the money because they're money bunnies yeah. and for some reason they're not suffocating and that's okay because it's a claymation it's all good yeah. that's what i love about these rabbits throughout the whole movie they're so in the moment they're like oh i'm getting sucked up a hole oh i'm floating oh <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. well them. the thing is this is the first bunny that gets sucked to the hole we don't know what's happening and you yes. see him traveling, getting sucked through the hole, like he's traveling down this dark, long, <laughs> long hallway, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Well, I and thought he they'd shot him. He's flying around. He sees all these friends. He's like, "Hi, I oh, thought hi, hi." We're all in <laughs> I'm in bunny heaven now. Whatever, we're fine. They <laughs> were all done. It's all good. Because when I first saw, it, I thought they'd actually killed him. I was like, "Oh, they killed the rabbit." They're, oh no, he's alive. So I feel for that trick. Kill the rabbit, didn't kill the rabbit, didn't kill the rabbit. See, that's public <laughs> pain. <laughs> Thank you very much. But unfortunately, it also sucks up Victor, Victor Quarterman. His head. His yeah, head it, sucks, well, it sucks him and he gets sucked, it's sucked into the thing and then his toupee comes off and then there's lots oh, of toupee puns, which are great. The things that end up on his head in replacement of a toupee is the best running gag in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It was good stuff. And I'm just like, you know, not even notice that you have an anus on the top of your head right now. And the bunny's just like, hi. Hi, I'm like, bunny's totally fine. Like, hi, yeah, I'm so, I was in heaven a minute ago, and now I'm on somebody's head with some guy's head. Head. Okay, head. in the moment. Uh-huh. So now that they bagged this huge contract, now it's, it's, they're like celebrities. You know, it's in the newspaper. You know, they're getting like ticker tape parades. Everybody's really happy. Uh, the, the newspaper is really, really fast in this town. They have a crackerjack news team. They really are. Because whatever they're doing at like 3 in the morning is in the paper the next day by 8 a.m. that it's got to be a slow news day if like something like pumpkin not stolen is, is the breaking headline. It's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's some photographer like sneaking around, catching people unaware and just like taking pictures of them for this, the newspaper. That's kind of creepy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's probably Peter Parker. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's not like there aren't cameras all over the damn place anyway that people are totally fine with. Like little garden gnomes watching you everywhere with terrifying red eyes. <laughs> um, so now the whole thing is... Super rabbit noise. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm also chewing my own poop right now, just so you know. But uh, Thumper, <laughs> Thumper Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> all the world would be our enemy. Podcaster with a thousand enemies. Yes, yes, all that <laughs> stuff. And well, the thing is, now they've got this big vacuum case with a gazillion bunnies that they already have a basement full of bunnies that they captured because they're humane. They're not killing them, but they're also not releasing them anywhere. They're like adopting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the buddies are happy. And the buddies are just like, all right, I live here now. 
Yeah, we're happy. Because rabbits are in the moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But hey, they're getting sliced carrots now. They don't have to, like, gnaw through shit. They're like, we're getting fancy-ass sliced carrots. All right, can we talk about the slicing carrots? Yes. Okay, so there was, like, a beautiful moment towards the beginning of the movie when he, you know, when Gromit is about to slice the carrots, and they show him choosing a knife. Then there's this great camera angle, you know, to look like something horrible is about to happen, and then just turns out he's, you know, chopping carrots really good. There are all sorts of illusions in Wallace and Gromit that I know I don't get because I'm not a horror aficionado. Uh-huh. Yes. I, caught, like, I caught one high-anxiety type of Alfred Hitchcock reference, mm-hmm. but otherwise I, didn't, I know there's a zillion things I didn't catch in the church and whatever, and Patrick, if you could talk about it. And Trey, I would love yeah. to know where it's all from. Yeah, I mean, I didn't catch too many of them, but we'll, I, we'll, we'll see what comes up. Make shit up, I'll believe you. Yeah, because I caught one from um, American Werewolf in London. Which yes. one? Well, when we get to it, I'll talk about it. I don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, but, yeah. Because the thing but is. What's going on with thing, actually what Doug said, though, when he's chopping up carrots and he puts a little chopped carrots in a little, I guess, like a little slider that goes down to the basement. It says uh-huh. pens. For a second, I thought it said penis. I was like, what? what? Oh, I was like, said, oh, and how, did, and how did that make you feel? I like carrots all of a sudden. Tell me more about your mother. <laughs> okay. but, um, she, she always had a really nice veg garden oh gross i don't want to hear about your mother's veg <laughs> well i don't eat vegetables so you know maybe that's why you're from texas exactly. oh, that's true vegetables are against the law in texas i mean I- <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we have just guns and tex-mex we're real men and we hate veg <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no the dichotomy but so he's now got a basement full of all these rabbits and he gets this bright idea he has some other con- contraption that he's made up some kind of mind altering thing because the thing is he also needs to go on a diet wallace needs to go on a diet because all he eats is cheese cheese grommet mm-hmm. and so grommet is keep trying to get, is keeping trying to get him to eat vegetables at one point he almost tries out this new invention but then he doesn't but now in the rabbit he gets uh, with the rabbits he gets the bright idea hey what if i combine the, help me out, Doug, the Bunny Vac 6000, whatever it was. Yeah, the, the Bunny Vac 6000, and he combines it with the... Yep. Wait, I got this somewhere. Well, wait, it's only... Keep talking, I'll shout it out. <laughs> Keep vamping. <laughs> I think we should just oh. make him suffer in silence. <laughs> we should. I'll find it. My notes are so easy to read. <laughs> combines it with... Ha! Huh, with the mind manipulation matic Yes. Okay. And so, yeah, he hooks up and he puts it on. He puts this, this crazy head gear on himself and he starts thinking anti-veg thoughts. All yeah, of which I all. was howling at. Veg is very bad. <laughs> veg is bad. Veg bad. Veg bad. <laughs> Say no to carrots and cauliflower. And I'm just like, stop with the stop. Just stop. And I'm also going, this doesn't work because your subconscious doesn't know what a negative is. Doesn't understand no. Actually, here's my understanding of that one. It's, he was just, because um, in his mind, like if you get, uh, if you get the Wallace in you, um, in your mind, then you just don't like vegetables because he doesn't like vegetables. Right. So it wasn't necessarily a subliminal suggestion. It's just, you're going to have what my mind is like. And in my mind, vegetables are bad. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, That's if my you feeling. really want to go for hypnosis stuff, you can't hypnotize people with negatives. It doesn't work. Mm. Your, your subconscious doesn't understand it anyway so it's working and like these great like the 
the, the brain waves are floating around the bunny and the bunnies, the, the green stuff. And it's great. And it's cool. And one bunny got sucked in. Oh, and, oh yeah. By the way, the, the suck-o-matic thing. Oh what, yeah. What, yeah. What, what, what are the two, like what are the two levels that suck set? The blow and suck. suck and blow. Suck and blow, which is absolutely exactly what it does, but you could have done it a million other ways than you did suck or blow. So we're all right. blowing bunnies right now. Yes. Because one of the bunnies gets blown into the main headset thing. And well, what happens is, is that it seems that what this has done has freaky Friday a bit of Wallace and this bunny who by the name was Hutch. It was a rabbit named Hutch. In a Hutch, yeah. Brilliant. Uh-huh. I like that one. Yeah, so we're, now, we're discovering that all of a sudden Wallace really loves vegetables and this other rabbit is not loving veg. I got nothing. I, sorry, I just... <laughs> <laughs> And not even cheese. Not even cheesy veg. Just cheese. Cheese, Gromit. He didn't really say that. That's his. That's his catchphrase. Like (laughs) Brad and I would chase us to each other around the apartment every time we had anything with cheese. I'd be like, "Hey, Brad, what's on the pizza?" He'd be like, "Cheese, (laughs) (laughs) Patrick." And Sean would be like, "Hey, Doug, how are you performing tonight's role?" Cheese. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Is there really any other choice? No. Ham. Mm. Sidebar. I've been watching this. Somehow ham and cheese in my acting performance. Sidebar, sidebar, because we love tangents here. I've been watching this Australian show on Netflix called Kath and Kim. It's like Australian. It's like an an Australian ab fab, but instead of being about, you know, fashion and shit, it's about white trash people. I've heard about Mm -hmm. it. It's very smart. It's very funny. It's mean. But there's a point where Kath is doing a community theater play, and I already told Doug this. (laughs) And the stage man is like, all right, everybody. This afternoon, we're going to have a speed run, and then we're going to have a mugging run, in which you do all the faces you plan on pulling in the show, but you do them really fast. (laughs) Yep. And I said, I would love for that. I would love a rehearsal like that. (laughs) Please. I mean, hold on. I've got 12 pages of faces that I've plotted out for my one-page scene. (laughs) But you've got the faces all in the right order, though. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's where you have rehearsal. That's where you have mugging rehearsal. There you go. Yep. They don't call it mugging for a reason. It's dangerous. If you do it wrong, people get hurt. Ah. <laughs> My alarm is going off. Uh-oh. That means it's time for the Noel Coward song. No, it's not. No, it's just it annoying. Really good Hold feedback. on a second, guys. I got to go turn this off. Or it's time for more vag jokes. Oh, yeah. Veg jokes. Veg. Veg. Children's veg. Though, we can't oh. talk about vag in front of the kids that aren't here anyway. No, we can talk about va- veg. Oh, nice, Patrick's beefy, who put the root in the root of beggar? Who put the cum in the kumquat? Boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick. A really dirty gardener. Ooh. Yeah, the filthy gardener. Ava. Yeah. Imagine if Linda was in this movie. <laughs> oh. Linda from <laughs> Evil Under the Sun. She'd be looking at Solon at everyone. That's some dusty, that's some yeah. dusty gloomy veg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my stepmother's veg garden she, it was wider and fluffier than anyone else's garden they've all got these huge wonderful melons she's got a big cough drop she's growing <laughs> oh I don't know what I missed but it sounds delicious don't bother what if Linda was in the movie oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> Linda with, it's, with a a chi- it's a guy. movie for children you can't expose children to boredom like that <laughs> all the kids in the audience are like why is she in this movie I'm not five years old you know 
<laughs> she just walk around. Everything around her would just turn beige. And then she'd walk on by, just keep turning beige. The wear Linda? Yeah, the wear Linda. <laughs> oh, my, va- my veg has gone beige. <laughs> and my veg tastes kind of bitter. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so now we've got the Freaky Friday thing sort of thing going on with balls. But now the town is being beset by some horrible monster that broke into the church and attacked the vicar and ate all his veg. It ate his veg. <laughs> and the what, vicar's veg has been assaulted. And the vicar is a hoot. The vicar is like yeah. every freaking horror movie doomsday sayer yes. ever. Yes. That's this is what I'm looking for. Crazy but, Ralph from Friday the 13th. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the, but he's the religious doom and gloom. He's more generic than specific, Doug. Ah, yeah. But what my favorite part about this was when, he's like, when he finally it says at the end of this evil in the town and there's this and there's that and he finally reveals it. I'm playing the dialogue under this, so what does it be specific? <laughs> <laughs> it's some horrible monster. And they cut to the stained glass window. And there's that Roger Rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, kinda, where the monster yeah. came through, and it's the shape of his body. I'm like, oh my god, it's a wear smoochie. <laughs> because it looked just like the room divider that she crashed through that time when I changed her food, and, and when she pooped, it smelled so bad she ran away from it. Instead of running a, like around the thing, she ran through the thing. <laughs> <laughs> a little smoochie shaped hole in it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Please don't talk about my cat's hole. Thank you. I'm sorry. So now you know. Well, Wallace and Gromit have a new job. Not only do they have to protect the town from pests in general, they are determined to hunt down the were-rabbit and catch it humanely. Humanely. And I got to say, this is another thing. For a kid's movie, I was very disturbed by this because that lady were-rabbit was really irresistible. Oh, oh, oh. very cheeky. I mean, I am 100% homosexual, and even I was like, hey. That's a hot rabbit. I love that whole sequence. It's genius. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was it was cute. Come on, Gromit, make it more alluring. With a rabbit. It's on top. They built this huge mechanized puppet of a lady wear rabbit, which means it's in a dress and it's got eyelashes. And a pearl necklace. <laughs> and a pearl That's necklace. How you Oh, it's, pearl necklace. There's another reference. It's dancing go. and it, it's doing it's doing a little step kick thing. <laughs> and what I love is that they actually have a built-in wink button. <laughs> and, that he operates with his foot. <laughs> and I thought, why did they make this so sexy? Because pretty much rabbits are DTF all the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> well, they want to make sure they got this rabbit's attention. One of the references I did enjoy that was really brief. At some point, I think Gromit turned on the radio. And you hear a little snippet of a song. Okay. What was it? Bright eyes burning like fire, which was the song Art Garfunkel used in Watership Down. Oh, but the rabbit. Oh my God. Uh huh. When the when, when when the spirit of death was when the when I'm sorry when the black rabbit spirit of death was visiting. He was dancing around when they were singing Bright eyes burning like fire, and he heard three seconds of it, and he's just like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. The reference that I caught was the um, when he's sitting in the car for the first time, and the com- and the first confrontation is about to happen with the were rabbit. Uh-huh. There's a there's a huge carrot on a store. Yes. yes. Do you remember the name of that store? Harvey's. Harvey's. Well done. <laughs> no, no child got that joke. Nope. Nope, that was just right. That is exactly the carrot that Harvey would be eating. Who's yep. Harvey? 
the giant invisible rabbit. Yes, but where is that from? Well, just like for people who don't know. Oh, from the play Harvey. Which was also a movie. Right, Jimmy Stewart? Oh yeah, with Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, one of my favorites. I mean, it's one of my family favorites. And I'm like, it's really weird that we'd all gather together as a family, like even when I was a kid and we'd watch this movie about how hilarious it is to be an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, alcoholism is funny, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because he's actually not having the DTs, there actually is a puka, six foot tall, six and a half foot tall. It It lives on the second floor. <laughs> well, it just shows you, like, our second old lace that mental health issues are very, very funny. <laughs> oh. When they're not yours. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, it's like what Homer Simpson says when he's watching a movie and somebody gets hurt. He's like, it's funny because it isn't <laughs> me. <laughs> right. <laughs> was it Woody Allen would say that com- comedy is when you slip and fall in a banana peel, tragedy is when it happens to me? That's exactly right. right. One man's comedy is another man's tragedy. That is just yeah. the way the, the game works. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we find that definitely comedy has become problematic. It's really problematic these days. Don't use that word. I know, I know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Did you catch when, uh, when uh, Wallace, was, he, had, uh, he was there, he had rabbit ears, and he's holding a carrot, and he asks Gromit, what's up, dog? Yes, he does. He does. He does. He does. Yes. Oh. We finally found that after a few attacks, there's a few, there's a few attacks that happen and there's a chase. Is, they almost catch him. He gets away. There's, they get in trouble. Now, all of a sudden, it's like they can't catch him. They're frauds, whatever. So now, of course, the town is turning against them slowly. We're going to have to cancel the competition and everybody's upset. And Gromit slowly starts to realize that the were-rabbit is Wallace. Yes. Because he walks into his bedroom at one point to wake him up when he doesn't answer in the morning, and the room is filled with ravaged veg. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> There's ravaged here. There is, there is dripping, <laughs> torn apart veg on the floor, on the bed, on the walls. Somebody went to town on veg all over the place. Somebody's veg got pounded and minced, and everything happened to the veg in that bedroom. And that's a clue. It's like my college days before I came out. But then eventually, he shows up for breakfast. Uh, Wall shows up for breakfast with fucking rabbit ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I love he's so British about it. He, when he finally, when Gromit holds up the mirror and shows him, that he's got rabbit ears. He was like, that's very peculiar. <laughs> yeah. Must be a side effect of all the veg I'm eating. <laughs> so there you go, kids. Don't eat your veg. Don't eat any veg ever. Because well, he'll get rabbit ears. Now, here's what I'm wondering from that, because there was actually something really beautiful about that sequence, because the, like, the fur on the rabbit ears, yeah. was, like, it was like moving with the wind. Yeah. This is that, claymation. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm sure it was digitally enhanced. Great. Yeah, there's probably some digital enhancement there. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was really good. Honey, get the rabbit ears. <laughs> get, that, get, the, get the rabbit ears in the wind machine, yes. <laughs> yes. Eat my veg. <laughs> now, I'd like to point out that you're the one making all the veg jokes. I'm making veg jokes. Right. Veg. 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 Not, veg. Not, not the other word. The movie's, the movie's loaded with veg. All they talk about is veg. <laughs> I can't talk about the movie without talking about veg. If you're taking it in another direction, that is solely on you, and you have filthy minds, and I'm ashamed of you both. I love you. I love you. Well, you know. Sorry. <laughs> But I also just love when they have a scene. Well, okay, this is actually the scene where you were talking about earlier, Trey, the American werewolf mm-hmm. to London. To yes. London. To London. Oh, the American one? werewolf goes yeah. to London. Yeah. So. 
American Werewolf in London. Because in this, right after this, he's having a full transformation. Wallace goes yes. full rabbit. Yes. And at one point, he looks at his hand as it turns, and it starts to elongate, just like an American Werewolf in London. Yeah, that's the famous shot. Oh. Doug, just so you know, up until this point in movies, whenever somebody turned into a werewolf, it was one of those dissolve things, like time-lapse photography, where it's just, you know, their face, and then it kind of dissolves, and there's a little bit more fur on it, and then the, the picture dissolves. Yeah, I did actually like, see the scene, and the mouth elongates. I did actually see this in the werewolf. Yeah, it, and this, it's brutal, brutal. It's painful. It goes yeah. on forever, and that's why it was shocking and so famous. And the, the scene that always disturbed me is when he's looking at his hand and screaming, and it just elongates. It terrified me at the time. Yes. And so they totally do that here. And of course, Lady Tonnington's at the door while it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he's, she's trying to get with her too. And he's just like, no, no, hiding behind the door and trying to hiding all these things. It's, it's all very silly. Things are popping out of him. It's great. <laughs> and there's all these horrible noises like. Because <laughs> 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 apparently rabbits have, well, again, rabbits would have gas because. Rabbits veg, give raspberries. Veg is very gassy. Mm -hmm. Well, then Good point. Is like cheese, so. He's cutting the cheese. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I know, but cheese, cheese is notoriously binding. Okay. Except if you're mm. lactose intolerant, which clearly this man is not. Nope. Or Gromit wouldn't be such a friendly dog. Be like, kill me, put me down. <laughs> Take me to the vet now, please, somebody. But yeah, but when they go to Tonnington Hall, when Wallace and Lady Tonnington go to Tonnington Hall, this whole scene is all about sex. <laughs> Oh, it's Austin Powers. She's standing behind melons. There, the description of the carrot, which I can't even say. You'll have to play that one. Smell it, Wallace. Oh. Feel its silken flesh. Oh, yeah. Isn't it the most sumptuous, oh, yes. specimen you've ever seen? Yes. Doesn't it fill oh, yes. your heart yes. with desire? Yes. Just imagine what it would taste like. I know they ever. They, oh yes, and she shows the, the the carrot. Oh yeah, I am playing it, but I'm just saying it was like look at look at my veg. Do you want to smell my veg? Smell this veg. <laughs> Look at the sensual folds of its skin. <laughs> Don't you want to just put your face in this veg? I'm like, are you kidding me? And then she's finally, she's like, I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm going to take you pretty much where the magic happens. And again, the elevator, it's an elevator. And he goes, it's awfully tight in here. And the whole time I'm like, all of a sudden, <laughs> this turned into a carry-on farce. Yeah. Which is the second time this has happened. Because Trey, I've also covered Dr. Fibes. Yes. And yes. talking about that, I'm like, it's all over the place. My, my friend Vinny was very acute to the fact, like, even in the, in, the, in the art design, there are boobs and vaginas carved in, like, everything. I'll have to watch movie. it again. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Now, I said vagina, but I can say vagina because I said vagina and not the other word. It's okay to say vagina when you talk about vagina, but veg is veg and vag is a vag. And don't say vag, say veg. Say veg, I got nothing. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, this is this is a trend. I like I love when I'm finding there's so many connections between the movies that I'm finding, and this is one that they I guess British love these kind of jokes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say Carry On, Carry On was a very famous series of British sex farces. I think from the sex sixties and early seventies, it was Carry On Screaming, Carry On Matron, Carry On all these things. And that is where, if you listen to the hysteria continues, yes. that famous quote, Matron, Matron please. please, I'm not the kind of doctor. That's where that comes from. It's all sex puns that aren't really about sex. Right. And she takes him to her secret garden again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even in literature, you know, when even the book, The Sacred Garden, it's like, okay, I know this is about a kid, but this is really all about vaginas. It's all about vaginas. And, 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 and all I'm waiting is for Rebecca Luker to come out and be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that either. And Trey's like, I don't get it. Just go with I'll, it, Trey. Okay, I will. 
Broadway jokes. Okay. <laughs> What's that? It's this street where all the really tough hookers hang out. Broadway. 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 Okay. Broadway. Broadway. And it's the whole scene. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything that happens in the scene, I'm going, it's washing over the children's head. I mean, because right. granted, the Muppets have adult humor, like jokes for the adults. But not, not, not sexual. No, this, this, no. Yeah. Like the Harvey carrot was a joke for the adults yeah. in this movie. But everything in this is dripping in sex. And it's very funny because they're like the least sexy characters you could possibly come up with. Right. Lucy Bird agrees. Yeah, I want to see a claymation porn with these two characters. No, I don't. Nope, you definitely don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You just said it on the internet, which means it's, it exists. It'll be all off the search Which means it. it exists. There's some fanfic movie out there. <laughs> oh God! But it'll be probably Wallace and Gromit. Okay. Yeah, you you don't want Wallace and Gromit slash fiction, please. No, 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 no. Good dog. <laughs> oh God, no, no, don't make me do this because it's the UK and everybody's uncircumcised, and he's like cheese Gromit. <laughs> I'm sorry to my UK listeners right now. <laughs> He's tired of veg. He I understand it's the way we were all born, and you're actually doing it the natural way, and the rest of us are all fucked up. <laughs> we just don't encounter it much over here, okay? My guests got really quiet all of a sudden. Where can you go from that? I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, Victor has no interest in her veg at all. Right, just just her cash. No, he wants her. He wants her cash, and he wants to kill the rabbit. It's all he wants. Kill the to do. rabbit. I also like. I love his dog, by the way. I love the dog, Philip. Oh yeah. There's a cartoon, like a, a like a newspaper cartoon called Mother Goose and Grimm. Yes. Sure. Uh, the dog looks exactly like the dog Grimm. Yeah, a little spiked collar. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it does. I did love before we find out that Wallace is the is the were rabbit. They have an encounter in a car. I love that the dog drives. By the way, yeah, oh, yeah Every, and everybody's okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody bats an eyelash when they see the dog driving the car. But it's a good dog. Yeah, the were rabbit shows up. Isn't that when Wallace turns into the were rabbit? Well, no, 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 no. You know, like Wallace is standing in the headlights of the car, like no, don't run me over. Disappears under the the hood of the car and then the were rabbit shows up so technically we are only suspecting okay at that point but it's just so funny because like victor is there as well because he's menacing them you know being a big bully and like i'm going to take care of this problem i'm going to shoot it in the face right now i'm going to kill this thing and the thing shows up and i love that it's wearing a bow tie that's true because oh, not is. only is it a were rabbit it's fancy yeah <laughs> but i just the scene where the big butch bully dog Philip is oh, yeah, just like Phil. trying, to, trying, to get, trying to get in the car like please let me in please let me in please let me in and the comment's just like click nope. <laughs> like no 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 no, no because yeah. it's when Wallace turns in front of it turns to a rabbit in front of them and the bad guy turns looks at Gromit and Gromit just like shrugs his shoulders like I don't know don't look at me it's like every fucking week it's something with this yeah. guy. <laughs> we were on the moon last week we took we made a ho took a homemade rocket to rocket to the moon which by the way is actually made of cheese cheese grommet and cheese <laughs> well and then, and then when Wallace turns into the rabbit you see like his little buttons hitting the guy in the face and then his his underwear just smacks the guy right in the face uh-huh. exactly. oh, that's right that's right that's right that's right underpants are funny I know. They're always like, hey don't bring that up i had to bury my underpants today why? Is that bad? 
No, no, I had to say goodbye to my underpants from the underpants Godot. Oh. Oh. The elastic snapped, and, you know, we have had a good run. I enjoyed our time together. We have had our ups and downs, literally. Our ins and outs. <laughs> so underpants Godot got to go? No one was ever as close to me. <laughs> Those underpants they give you a lot of support. I'll miss them. I'll miss them. They give you a lot but of support? They did. They did. But the thing is, <laughs> they live on. Okay. Because I'm using my headset mic right now because somebody who shall remain nameless, Smoochie, destroyed one of the cables to my grown-up mic. But oh this God. headset mic doesn't have a very good pop filter on it. So I cut strips from the underwear and I jerry-rigged them over the mic. Over the I mic noticed again. that when we saw the video of you. I wonder what that was. I knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was. Well, now you know. Now you know. Okay. So even in death, as in life, this underwear is a fantastic pee blocker. Oh. <laughs> Podcaster oh, humor! Oh. <laughs> oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. So would you say that your underpants gotta go? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. And that's no good. Oh. Okay, another pun in the movie that I liked. Uh-huh. They're talking to the priest, and he has the, um, the Wrestling Nuns Big Bad Habit magazine. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. That was cute. So important. That was, that was funny. That was. I got it that. Filthy. Naughty vicar. Naughty, naughty vicar. vicar. <laughs> Or, or okay, go back a bit though. When the, the, we see the web rabbit, he like does a King Kong thing where he like beats his chest and howls, and ah! all the little rabbits do the same when thing. Horn <laughs> Horn rabbits, yeah, howls like a wolf, even though yeah. it's a were rabbit, it howls like a wolf, <laughs> and then all the rabbits howl like wolves. Oh. There is adorable. all kind of evolution going on. <laughs> It was cute. And I was thinking of the claymation guy who's like, yeah, really funny joke. You're telling me I now have to make all these rabbits in the scene. <laughs> God damn it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, during all this, yes, we've discovered that, uh, that, that Wallace is the were-rabbit, but we've discovered that the rabbit that was in the machine with him is all fucked up, too, because he's turning into Wallace. He's the were-Wallace. Yeah. Well, he's just, like, randomly spouting quotes that Wallace says all the time, like, mm, I really love some Gorgonzola, even though what he ate was Swiss cheese. It's really stupid. <laughs> because, I mean, if you guys watch the, if you see any of the shorts, you know that's what it always is about. Like, he's oblivious to everything. It's always about cheese, and he's just always so stupid, and I loved it. It was a really blank face, blank stare face <laughs> i have no idea what words are coming out of my mouth because i'm a rabbit yeah but it comes in handy later because the word the thing is the condition's worsening like wallace is becoming more and more rabbit he can't remember how to invent things so he doesn't know how he's going to stop the were rabbit but fortunately the other rabbit has an idea the rabbit is <laughs> yeah, yeah. becoming an inventor <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of, of the fly a yes of the fly. yes yes you're absolutely right yeah, and then at the end when Wallace is in that web, like, kill me! Yeah, the kill same. Totally yeah, exactly, yeah. And then Lady Toddington comes and beats her to death with her veg. <laughs> well, you know, the veg cures all. <laughs> the thing is, when it's the day of the festival, because the festival is decided they're going to go on because Victor has promised to kill the, kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit, and everybody's gathered, and again, all the booths are hilarious. I can't remember anything that's on them, but it's pun after pun after pun after pun after pun. Uh. But I noticed she, well, she's going through, she's like, oh, we've got this is set and this is set and this is set. And oh, and here's the tombola. And I'm sorry. Tombolas have been ruined for me forever. Thanks to my dad wrote a porno. I haven't listened to that. I've heard about it. But I haven't listened to it. Oh, my it. God. Trey, 
You need ah. to be, it is bone shakingly funny. Okay. There is a chapter called the Tumbola that now has ruined Tumbolas for me forever. Oh, okay. like, chocolate fountains could never be the same again either. And Doug, you need to be listening as well. It's genius. All right. It takes a few chapters to really get funny. It gets funny really about chapter four, I'd say. But the guy, the guy's dad has no concept of dialogue, plotting, human interaction, or human anatomy, or how sex works, or what's sexy. So it's, it's like nothing <laughs> oh, good really? is happening there. And it's so funny. And the hosts are great. And I, I highly recommend it. I'll listen to it. You don't understand. I've said this before, and I've said it on the show before, and I'll probably edit this out. I review horror movies. I watch horror movies all the time. I've spent 48 years watching horror movies. No horror movie has made me shriek the way any given episode of my dad wrote a porno does. I'll just be walking down the street and be like, oh God, ah, and people are looking at me or I'm like all of a sudden, like, I'm hysterical laughing or like trying to stifle my own vomit. Like, well, <laughs> Doug, do you know the premise of it? I guess someone's dad wrote a porno. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, wrote, they wrote a whole series of pornographic literature, and every year they read the next book in the series, and it's called Belinda Blinked. <laughs> <laughs> the, se the sexy endeavors of Belinda Blumenthal through the very erotic world of the pots and pans industry. <laughs> <laughs> Belinda Blinked. I just. Nope. It's fantastic, but we're not talking about that. We are talking about that. And why don't I just say? I'm so pleased. I just had. I just, I can't even read what I said. I just saw a hunch. I just have a hunch. Oh, oh, it's like one of, one of my favorite stupid jokes. Like, to, it's totally stupid. This Muppet humor. When somebody's like, well, I've got, I forget what they were talking about. He's like, well, I've got a hunch. And some guy with a hunchback pops up and was like, so do I. Like, we're not talking to you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and it's This point, happens during the podcast? No, no, this was in the, I went back to the movie. Oh, got it. Thank you. Yeah, in the, yeah. So, like in this, in the big salute, and when the when the final mob is forming, somebody's like, "Well, I'm, they're trying to figure out what went on because like uh, Victor comes back and says the rabbit is dead, but it actually oh, turns right. out he shot the sexy lady bunny." <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, have we gotten to one grommet? Where's the sexy lady rabbit? Or are we not there yet? Because we passed that. Okay. The Grom is like trying to lure the rabbit around by dressing up as a sexy no, we, rabbit. We are, oh, that part. Are, oh, that part. I'm sorry. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. Yes. Right. No, no, that part. Oh, no. Okay. I thought he meant the big one. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It's just he like grabs the rabbit's tail and gives it a squeeze. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, this is a very hashtag hair too thing going on. Exactly. Like you can't quit because it was it, – it, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I mean of everything else in the movie, this is when I'm like, ew. Because yeah, yeah, where rabbit squeezes fake lady bunny's tail, but her uh -huh. fake lady slaps him, and then he gets like more excited with steam coming out of his nose. Like, yeah, great. Uh -huh. like, well, we're dealing with a different species here, and it's also a monster. Okay, rabbits, right. like I said earlier, are always DTF, so he probably has never encountered this before. <laughs> of course, he hasn't encountered this before because he's human. You can love sex and still be a gentleman, Patrick. Have you ever seen a rabbit be a gentleman? Have you ever seen a gentleman? Have you ever seen a rabbit come up to you with like a monocle and flowers? No. Bugs Bunny was no. always a gentleman. Well, actually, no. He totally no, was. He no, he was, was not. not. No, he was not. No, he was not. And even when he was a lady, he was no lady. He was a broad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, and at some point she squirts. Uh, Lady Tur uh, Tottenton squirts somebody with. Oh, squirting veg. What? She squirts somebody pansy with pansy spray. spray, and he does this little oh, like oh the pansy, pansy spray. Oh, I wrote that down. That was everything.
so good. Uh, it's, a, it's such a fun little movie. It's fun. I don't want to spoil it. It's out there. You can watch it with your kids. They won't get it. Well, not after what we just did to it. Oh, but, no. Oh my no God. After, we, after we put our VAD stamp on everything. <laughs> but, can we go VAD stamp? Okay. Wasn't it the dance we learned in college? All right. So the um, – we have Yeah, but to you talk can't do it outfits. anymore, Me Too. <laughs> <laughs> we have to talk about her outfits. Oh, yes. I mean, all of her – I mean, I don't remember if it was in this – I don't know. And then a perfect fascinator. It's the best. I mean, I, I don't know if it was because we had a botched call earlier, and I don't remember if we did this. It's voiced by Helena Bonham Carter, and she is yeah. chewing the inside of the voice booth, and it's oh, delicious. Yeah. And the animation on her is ridiculous. Like, her face is absolutely ridiculous, and she's got a baguette for hair. Well, at the end, she's dressed like a giant carrot. Uh huh. And she actually gets stabbed with a pitchfork through the baguette. Yeah, through the baguette. <laughs> and, then the, and then she's got little band aids on it. <laughs> the next scene. Little X's. Well, then the giant rabbit is like doing a King Kong, carrying her, climbing up a building. So it's like a rabbit holding a giant carrot, climbing, climbing up a little of the building. Mm -hmm. That uh, reference I got. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. That's Godzilla. Yes. Oh, King Kong. No, Godzilla. I'm, I'm, I'm feeding. I'm. Oh, it's gotcha. Fake gotcha, news. Gotcha. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> or, or when the, See, he didn't laugh because he doesn't know. He's like, oh, I guess it was Godzilla. Remember when? Uh -huh, I'm sure. Uh -huh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, when Ray finds his character gets, he's impaled on, or he's, he's stuck on the weather vane and his butt showing. He's saying, beware the moon. Beware the moon. <laughs> beware the moon. Or, yeah, that's, that's glad. That's I the still check out his ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was even nudity in this. Uh-huh. Old uh -huh. man butt. Clay then, butt. Clay butt. Clay butt is a great porn name. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Better than, well, I'll say it. Mud butt. <laughs> well, my favorite joke was when Gromit finally turns human again and he's nude. And Wallace. When Wallace turns human again, he's nude in front of Liddy. Oh, my God. I know it's gone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Gromit grabs a, a, bo a box and puts it in front of him and it says, may contain nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was that – was That's comedy with a K, people. Uh -huh. yeah. no, this is a treat. And, like, even though we're, we're going through it and it all sounds light and fluffy, they are referencing horror constantly and – they do try to make the scenes with the were rabbit as spooky as you can. Not scary, yeah. spooky. And right. so it's a perfect choice for Halloween if you've got young kids and you will not be bored. No. And the camera angles alone are gorgeous from up above, from the side, POV rabbit, POV. It just. Well, you always want cinematic. 360 veg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you want to the Lowe's Theater. <laughs> it's a very cinematic looking movie. The shorts are definitely not. Okay. They're great, but they're, they're cheap. But that's also yeah. part of the charm because it's claymation. It should look a little cheap. Right. Mm -hmm. I, that's the way I like my clay. I like clay butt works cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate you went too fancy. Uh-huh. No, I love this. I love this movie. It's so cute. Guys, what were some of the other references in it, though? Like, I, I, like, there were so many that I kept – I stopped writing them down because I would miss them, and now I can't remember them because my brain is – SpongeBob SquarePants right now. I am completely a sponge without a spine. Retaining it's Halloween pumpkin goo. Hot. <laughs> well, the scene where um, Ray Fiennes talks to the priest and it's a very gothic setting. He's oh. in the library. Ah, yes, I know where you're going. Please go. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Just, well, that's when it has the, 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 the nun joke. Yes, but the, 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 the thing is, there's a whole scene where the, 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 the priest, the vicar rather, is creepy old exposition dude he's yeah. figured out what the monster is because he's got the book with also oh yeah a, which also had a were cow in it which i, a want to see. I need to see that <laughs> i need I that know. movie too uh-huh and 
Every time he gives a prophecy of doom, there's this huge thunderclap. To kill such a creature would require nerves of steel and a bullet. A bullet? A bullet? A bu oh. What kind of bullet? But Rayfinder's like, shut the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't then, hear you. I can't hear what you're saying over this thunder. It's very, it's silly and cute. And Ray finds his great as well. I don't know. Like, the, the organ goes, and then he like turns to the actual organ player and says, "Cut that out." Do you mind? Go. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's a horrible <laughs> stinger. It's all very silly, and I loved every second of it. It's a, when I'm doing these marathons, I need a break from carnage, this and this was it. a wonderful palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah. One thing got destroyed with a lot of veg. It's true. Yeah. The, the credits are also beautiful because it's so just I got all the rabbits Amanda? floating. And I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What would you say about nope, the credits? Yeah. I missed it. And stuff. Oh, like, like just like all the beautiful rabbits floating through and like yeah. dancing together, and and the music would like almost go to John Williams and then turn into something else. Mm -hmm. Then it would almost go on John Williams and then become something else. <laughs> but it never becomes no coward, and it never will. Oh, that's, oh that's no cowards on this podcast. <laughs> a little no cowards tribute. Not on my Don't you worry, none. <laughs> well, that none better worry because she's in a dirty magazine. Okay, boys, I think <laughs> we, dirty have done, habits. we have done, we have done the curse of the wear rabbit. Part one of the curse of the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, no. We're gonna, much like I like my veg, I'm keeping it tight and I'm keeping it short. So, I was gonna say this is nice and tight. Uh huh. I'm tight. Well, there's not much to it. I mean, the story is... is there's not much to your veg at all, Patrick. You're old. No, thank you. Thank you. I do kegels, so I make sure that everything stays compact. <laughs> I'm learning from Belinda. Well, I don't know how she keeps it compact. Anyway, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about Belinda anymore. Word. Kegel is a very Jewish-sounding word. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, okay. uh -huh, uh -huh. I'll have a cinnamon raisin kegel. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. See, now it's fruity, yeah. not veggie. It's more like, like it. Uh-huh. And you see that... Oh, okay. This is... No, it's a sidebar. This other episode probably will have aired by now. The one, with, the one with the Canadian Doug Shapiro. Michael oh. Howie. Yes. Uh, oh. There's going to be a guest in the show. I have to edit this part out. That, uh, that I know from a podcasting group. Uh, these two guys who are great, but one in particular is the Canadian Doug Shapiro because he I'll also... Scratch his eyes out. He has no aesthetic distance. And he got all uppity... Not uppity, but he got all... He got Marsha Brady big head syndrome when I told him that. Because I was like, well, Doug's one of my most popular guests. You know, everybody loves Doug and everybody loves Trey. And everybody loves Doug even though he doesn't like horror movies. We don't talk about horror movies when he's on. I'm not going to do that with you. And he's like, oh, great. I'm going to be a big star. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you better step back right now because can you tap? There's only one Doug. Time step <laughs> right now. Time step <laughs> right now. But he's in New York right now for the first time. And I met Ooh. him last night. I took him to Marie's Crisis. Did you do him? He's straight. Oh, well, and uh, you're delicious. I know that. I know that. But there are professional boundaries. Where can I go that I might meet someone American that will have sex with me? I'm like, Maurice Crisis is surprisingly a good place to go because there'll be a lot of straight girls there with guys that are not paying attention to them. Yep. And it was working. This is oh, yeah. Really? This is a two part story. This is a two part story. We got there early. So it's like 5 45. The piano hasn't started yet. There's maybe a dozen people in the place. I have managed to get two fabulous women who I've never met before in a conversation with Michael. And I'm like, I'm amazing. So I'm all like, move over, Dolly Levi. There's a new Yanta in town, bitch. Yep. 
And he's great. He's doing yeah. great. And they're genuinely interested in him. Like they were not just like, you know, sluts. They were, you know, they had character and stuff and I liked them. And this couple came in, guy and a girl. And I could tell by the way they were navigating the place that they were tourists and they'd never been there before. Uh. And they were also, instead of coming to the bar or to the piano, they went and picked one of the side tables, which nobody does unless you're a tourist. And they were settling in and Michael, who is an animal advocate, animal advocate, that's what he does. He spotted that the guy had a shirt with a dinosaur on it. And instead of going over to them and saying, hey, that's a great shirt. I love dinosaurs. This guy is 6'2". And big. He's big bear dude. Thomps out of our group, conversation group, took three steps towards these people, pointed at the guy and went, Megalodon! <laughs> and they're looking at him in absolute horror and he's like kind of pointed and then Michael just doubled down took another step towards him and went Megalodon and they left in horror <laughs> welcome to New York and now I'm welcome. looking at him I'm going Michael you were just telling these girls that you're from Canada and it's like you're going to this stuff and you're shy but you know there's a whole Canadian politeness thing what happened to that and he just looked at me and went dinosaur I'm like this explains everything <laughs> that was an answer that didn't answer my question but yet it did at the same time so i all of a sudden everyone was kind of like the two girls that we were talking to were like um i'm gonna go do anything else right now oh, right and i got the impression that everybody's mad at me so i'm like i gotta get michael out of here at least for a while i'm gonna take him to big a ice cream all right which is on the corner and we get there and he's like do they have vegan ice cream I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. And they don't. They said, like, no, we're strict, we're, we're strict ice cream enthusiasts, so we only make ice cream the way it's traditionally done. But we're going to sell you something that's even gayer than our ice cream. They didn't say that, but it was in the subtext. They're like, here, have a big gay fruit pop. <laughs> Lick away. So I'm like, I have to get a picture of you in front of the sign with this big pink dick in your mouth. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm like, so you're, so you're a big gay fruit, comma, pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get laid. But anyway. oh, <laughs> See, yeah, but. my straight friends used to always go to gay bars with me, and they would get laid left and right. All, all, all of my guys. He was on course. <laughs> yeah. If not to get laid, to at least meet someone that might have been someone to hang out with for the rest right. of the week that he's here. Because it can't be me. I'm stuck doing this stuff. Not stuck, but I've already, you know, I've got so many of these every day. And when I'm not recording, I'm editing. Yeah. Right. And so I'm like, I've got this guy set up. I'm like, cha-ching, cha-ching. I am amazing. And in one second, it was all with, over. This is you with one, a, uh, one word. One word. One word. It was all over. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Hold on. I have to text everybody in our podcast group and let them know what just happened. <laughs> like, that didn't really happen. I'm like, yeah, it really did. Really, totally, yeah. really did. So they didn't get cock blocked, they got megalodon blocked. Totally, by something that hasn't walked the planet in several million years. Just like oh, a sex yeah. life. Yeah, oh no, well, I gotta cut oh. that out. You're gonna make editing this very difficult. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought, I thought this was part of the show. This was not part of the show. No, I haven't ended. I started to end and then we took a detour. But I'm gonna leave this in because the story of Michael Howie has to come out somewhere. Okay, I'm sorry. I did include it in his episode, but I did not include the part about the big gay ice cream and the big gay fruit pop okay because he's great he, uh, have you guys seen him dave made a maze uh no i want uh, to boys it's on hulu this goes for you too doug because it's not a horror movie scared no it's a comedy fantasy scared and it looks it, it looks 
good. It's no, it's not good. It's brilliant. Okay. It's magical. And so it's visually stunning and it's magical and you will love it. I'm forcing people to watch it. Everybody's come back like that was the best movie I've seen in 10 years. And I can't believe it didn't get distributed. It is on Hulu for free. Check it out. Cool. Because there are things that I will be referencing and you will have to know them when I quote them. (laughs) If you don't say back to me, Doug, I'm going to be very disappointed in you and we'll cry. Okay. So before we wrap up, boys, where can people find out about you? Trey, where can people find you? Facebook. That's it. So that's Trey Dean with the T-R-A-E-D-E-A-N. It's Trey Dean. And also, just as a little teaser, Trey and I have made a little pact. Yes. For 2019. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Looking forward to it. We are starting something on Patreon. We are going to be starting a new series, a Mm spinoff series, of course. Yes. And we are going – since I looked at the calendar, there's not another Friday the 13th until the end of 2019. Oh, I can't really? go that long without a spectacular. So once a month, Trey and I will be having a Friday the 13th spectacular, but yes. we're going to be going one by one through the episodes of Friday the 13th, the series. Wow. AKA uh, Roby's hair. Exactly. Roby's I think hair. we're going to have to have like a visual thing as part of the blog. <laughs> yes. Of like every, every time Roby's hair changes and have people vote on the best one, I think that'll be great. <laughs> <Do that. laughs> No, no, if, if you haven't seen this, Doug, this woman is amazing. Um, Doug, if you don't want to watch the show, Google One Night in Bangkok. Yes. Roby. She was a one-hit wonder. R-O-B-E-Y. Yeah. She went by one name. Yeah, uh, and- isn't that from Chess? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. They did a couple of covers, versions of it. She did a cover of it that came out along to when the original album did. Yeah. Yeah, long before any of it hit the stage. So I actually heard that version before I heard the Murray Head version. Me too. And for now, for me, it's the definitive version because it's terrible. <laughs> her hair is usually wider than her shoulders and maybe higher than uh-huh. – amazing. Always She's changing amazing. shape, always changing form, much like Doug's did all summer long. <laughs> oh, God. Or Lady Coddington. Yeah, because the other perk that we've having on Patreon lately, if you're not over there, is once a month we get together and hang out. Yes. Uh, right here on Zoom, we have a nice little video chat for an hour, and it's been tons of fun. Doug came to the first one, and he showed up with his hair, and where the whole room went, wow. Well, I don't know the show. I was talking to some of the people who were in the chat. They're like, I didn't think Doug would look like that. I said, Doug doesn't look like that. <laughs> I, don't know what was on, just... I don't know what was on top of your head, Doug. <laughs> oh, it was just the too much hair? The too much hair. You might as well have had a, a bunny sitting on top of your head. Oh, I love bunnies, especially uh-huh. after this movie. Yeah, so people, where can people find out about you, Doug? And also, where can people find you, Doug Shapiro? The people that people are always writing, when's Doug going to be back on? Aww. Where's Doug? We want Doug. We want Wheezy. <laughs> you know, I think that, uh, the first Wheezy got uh, cut out. They might not know that I did indeed move on up to the east side. Yes, I, I ran into a friend, a mutual friend today. And I said that Doug was going to be on the show today. He said, oh, that's great. Give him a big hug for me. Make sure to call him Wheezy Shapiro. I didn't ask for any clarification. I just said, yes, of course I will. And yes, in the, I will have to fix – I'll fix that introduction. Because I did indeed move on up to the east side. So I now have my Louis Jefferson cred. Good for you. Everyone, please watch the Jeffersons. Um, but uh, one thing I am doing, if uh, any listeners are in Cleveland, please, please uh, come to the Cleveland Public Theater and see Connie's Avant-Garde Restaurant a snowball's chance uh, between November 29th and December 22nd, 2018. Uh, this show is amazing, and I can't believe I'm a part of it. <laughs> the audience might feel the same way. Comedy? Uh, musical? 
it's it's avant-garde as if it was an avant-garde restaurant it is funny it is sexy uh we're all avant-garde characters i'm actually building mine now and all i know is that i'm going to have to play the concertina i can't play one now i will be able to play it by then if you need help doug i used to play the accordion actually i really might uh uh-huh okay really might. yeah okay i'll have i mean it's i'm sure it can't be much different yeah this is it's all push button now people are gonna die This is, this Those is are so famous good. last words. It can't be that hard. <laughs> Four blocks no, of Lower Manhattan were taken out today when a concertina was played incorrectly. <laughs> There's a good chance I might be doing uh, Yidd- singing Christmas carols in Yiddish with a concertina. Okay, fabulous, fabulous. So but where can you people don't find really you, know Doug? much more about the show. <laughs> where can people where can people find you, Doug? What's uh, your you website, Doug? <laughs> DougShapiro.com. Thank you very much. Okay, boys, this was fabulous. It was very silly. I have the next few days off. This is a great way to end a very long week with very fabulous guests. And of course, you guys are the most fabulous. Oh, thank you. Thank you you very much for coming back for the show, taking time out of your busy schedule. You know, I love you both and I appreciate it. Love you. And even more so, thank you for helping out the kids at New Alternatives. That makes me very happy. I've been working a lot there, mm-hmm. you know, in, in person this year, and they, they're fabulous. And I, I'm very happy to be doing this this year, and that you guys are helping out and helping it be as big and diverse as it is this year because it's gone bananas. Oh, sure. wait, fuck, fuck. I almost forgot. What? Wait, one more thing. Wait, just, I just almost forgot. This is one more thing I need to say to you both before we go. Yes. I can't believe I almost forgot it. Uh-oh. Happy Halloween! Oh, thank Yay! you! So that, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, is going to wrap up this episode for this time. Thank you, episode 238. Thank you, Trey Dean. Thank you, Doug Shapiro. And thank you, Kristen Petty. And thank you, Jim Allen. And thank you if you've donated. And if you're thinking about donating, thank you in advance. Because I know you will. I know you're going to go to http colon slash slash fundraise.newalternativesnyc.org slash sq and help new alternatives help these homeless LGBT teenagers who are so desperately, desperately looking for Rainbow Connection for real. And don't forget that Rainbow Connection is you. They can't make it without you. So open your heart, step up, be fabulous. So tomorrow we are going to be joined by actor Roger Connors, who you might remember he was in chill the killing games he's got a ton of movies out right now he's an out gay horror actor he visited me to talk about he knows you're alone last year and he's going to be joined by troy escamilla which i think is how you pronounce his name but i'll find out today and he's a horror movie director he's got movies out all over the place he's got a good christmas slasher coming out right now and i I can't think of any of the titles right now because i'm i just came from recording the opening intro segment and i'm still a bit overwhelmed and and if you're wondering why I don't know how to pronounce Troy's last name, it's because I haven't recorded the segment yet. Yeah, I lied. I lied when the Film Flamers were on tonight. It's actually my final, final girls, Roger and Troy. So I got that to do today. So tomorrow's episode is really getting rushed through. So it might not be a lot of bells and whistles, but it's sure to be fun. We're going to be talking about The Grave Dancers, which is one of the eight films to die for, directed by Mike Mendez. 
I hope I have something left for the boys because this episode took a lot out of me, man. That visit from the universe or gym or whatever that was, you know, brought up a lot of passionate feelings. I hope that passion is coming through to you as well because after all, this isn't just for fun. It's for something bigger than all of us, and that is getting these homeless LGBT teens off the street because God knows it could have been any of us, and it might still be any of us in those shoes. Remember, I'm also looking for your Halloween stories. I want to know what's going on with you in Spooky Town. If you saw a good movie, if you heard a good ghost story, if you had some candy with razor blades in it, if you gave out candy with razor blades in it, please call it in so I can report it to the police because that's fucked up. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no, no. If you have an awesome Halloween costume, if you have a stupid Halloween costume, if you got any sort of a Halloween costume, I would like to see it, please. If you like to decorate your house and you did a fantabulous job and you want to share it with the world, please share it with me. I'm going to put all that stuff on the Instagram page. All the visual stuff is going on Instagram so I can share with the world how awesome my listeners are and how cool you all are. And, of course, all of your stories are going to be making up the first episode in November because Daddy's going to be too tired to put together anything else. Plus, then, you know, everyone else gets to hear what an awesome Halloween you had. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And to do that... You can leave me a voicemail at 917-720-2047, or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. Of course, that's queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay. You can find me on Twitter at Scream Queens, and I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. Okay, so I got lots of work to do today. I have to write some copy for Ann Bobby. Ann Bobby's coming back to the show. She's going to be doing some promo stuff for us, and that's fabulous. Uh, Ann Bobby from Nightbreed and the Hanover House and from the video game Bioshock. She'll be here, and that'll be cool. But I got to write stuff for her because I don't have enough to do. But am I complaining? A little bit. But, you know, it feels good to be busy. It feels good to be busy doing something important. And, yeah, entertaining you is important. But the kids in the alternatives are, well, they're taking precedence right now because they need us. HTTP colon slash slash fundraise.newalternatives.nyc.org slash SQ. That's the last time I'm going to say that. You know, you guys got through like two episodes without me crying, so I think that we've more than made up for that today. So with that, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place, but let's make this Halloween just a little less creepy for kids in need. And also, never ever forget for a second the Scream Queen's golden rule, especially during the spookiest time of the year when anything could happen, good or bad. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby. Because as much as I love you, I do not want to be picking you up from the cutting room floor. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches!